0: even just just to put it simply and I mean this simply why are we so (laughs) inner like why are we so inner and for anyone who doesn't know what that means who's maybe not West Indian why are we so in people's business like like Cool, let's do this. Alright. <clears throat> Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Like the Stands. This is season eight, episode three, and you are here today with your hosts Eden and Nick. Nick. And we are missing Chope today because he has been celebrating his birthday. So we decided, you know, let Chope celebrate his birthday. We're recording on a different day and everything, but you know, we're gonna go forward and just record the podcast podcast as always. Um but Nick and I were just talking about how tired we were from <laughs> celebrating Chope's birthday. So we're going to try and bring our energy up for the podcast. Um, but yeah, special happy birthday to Chope. We've already sent all of our love and everything yes. to him already. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a great night full of music and all the above. But yeah, shout out to Chope. Glad it's his birthday. Definitely glad he was loved and all the above
1: big shout out to him and he's
0: getting a break which is good because you know he always talks about how tired he is and everything so i hope he's
1: resting up somewhere imagine he's not but you know yeah we'll see nick how you doing i'm good and yeah just want to wish an extended happy birthday to Chope. and obviously it looked like he had the funniest night of his life so that was good um yeah i've been good bank holiday weekend has shattered it out of me first one of the mm. year um, so definitely trying to prioritize rest this weekend. um, I've had the enjoyment, and <laughs> now it's time for rest mm. um and the hot weather, I just think so many things happen at once, like the the weather just it's an adjustment to everything for everyone, um especially in England, where we don't get it as much, so it's definitely um been welcomed, but it's just a lot having outside being open. Events going on, it being this hot. It's not even that hot to be honest with you, but how England he kind of acclimatises, it gets really um humid really easily. So it's just all of those factors together, just getting adjusted and making sure you're keeping hydrated and all of that. But yeah, it's it's been a good week. Honestly been a good week. Good to enter the week. And uh we've got a short week next week and apparently another short week the week after. So wait, why God? It's about to get messy. (laughs) <laughs> Wait why do we
0: have another short week
1: Um, So obviously this extended from Bank Holiday Monday um, This week yeah. And then apparently May We've got two May bank holidays uh, yeah, I think the first one is Yeah so it's just run along really quick <laughs> so we're lucky So yeah. Now, yeah I hate what
0: you're saying about the hot weather because I can't believe I was actually outside in a cardigan Like yeah I know for anyone outside of the u k who's like you know you might see our weather, I don't know, you might just see our weather in like music videos or something along those lines, and imagine <laughs> that it might be quite warm out here sometimes. We experience a lot of cold in this country a lot, so whenever yeah. the sun's out, we yeah. literally have to run and grab any form of vitamin D that we can get and yeah i I was outside in the cardigan, Nick was outside in the blazer um we were yeah. outside without coats, and it was very, very different to our everyday lives so yeah but yeah i I echo what nick is saying like the 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 bank holiday was like really relaxing for me um i Mm. feel like i'm hearing a lot more conversations about doing things in summer getting out and enjoying and all the above and i just feel like Mm. in contrast to the last two years that we've all had where we were kind of like Mm -hmm. stuck indoors and like worried about everything and just in a constant place of fear. It's just really nice hearing so many hopeful conversations about, you know, let's go to this country, let's go to this location, grab lunch, or let's go to this place, grab dinner, or like, even let's go to this Mm -hmm. day party. Like I'm excited for summer. And that is something that I haven't felt in a while, um, two years, Mm -hmm. but even still a while. Um, But yeah, just super grateful at the moment um, to even be here, um, you know, recording this podcast after being so tired. I agree. But at the same time, you know, summer looks like it's going to be good this year. Fingers crossed, knock wood, all of the superstitious things that you're supposed to do.
1: Um, We hope it's good. Um, But yeah, we do. We should do, you were saying it the other day, we should do Roti in the Park one of those weekends. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's live. Like I haven't had, I was telling Nick actually when I saw him on was it Friday? Uh, Nick, the days in my head. Yeah, Friday. Was it Friday?
1: I know, Friday, Friday slash Saturday. Morning. Yeah, Friday.
0: <laughs> so when... <laughs> was it for? Wow. Um. So when I saw Nick on Friday, I was saying to him that we haven't... I haven't had roti, like a proper proper roti since February 29... 2020? 2020? Yeah, 2020. And I'm just yeah. like, I've really suffered. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, really suffered. Babylon is Babylon. Yeah, really suffered. Not like the proper roti, you know, but... Um, yeah we need to do that soon man because it's been way too long like those casual things like going to the park and just eating and chilling man that needs to start happening a lot more as as the sun comes out we need to do that a lot more man Um, first and foremost before we do that I realised I forgot to do something at the beginning of the episode Um, I want to give a shout out to Rashmi so, mm-hmm. oh
1: yes, yeah, yeah. yeah so at
0: Chope's birthday, we were approached by Rashmi, amazing artist. She's got great work. I don't know if it's public or anything like that, but she does these really cool watercolor paintings of like animals and stuff like that. But she came up to us and was basically just really like showing a lot of love to the podcast. She said she listens to the podcast when she's working, and that you know the podcast has helped her get through some really boring days. Oh, I'm to my voice. Some really boring days and all the above. <laughs> Um, So yeah, we just wanted to send some love to Rashmi today and just say thank you so much for listening to the podcast and all the above. Um, And yeah, just want to say thank you um, to everyone who listens to this podcast. But Rashmi today, we want to say thank you to you. Definitely. But what we'll do, we will jump... Actually, no, sorry. What we'll do is we'll leave a space for the listener. So all the listeners out there, we hope you guys are good. We hope you are enjoying your bank holiday. Happy Easter. It's Easter Sunday at the moment where we're recording Mm -hmm. this um so happy easter we hope you're enjoying your easter we hope you're you know eating your fish or eating whatever you eat even if you don't celebrate easter we hope you're having a good day and um we mm-hmm. hope you enjoyed your bank holiday as well the whole country in the uk we just needed a break because of all the foolishness that's going on right now and like the news and like you know loads of conversations that i won't get into because this is a space where we're trying to keep it you know light and all the above um but yeah hope you guys are good please make sure you eat drink take some moments for yourself if you can and what we'll do is we'll jump straight into the music section so let's go i'm gonna pause you for literally five seconds if you could rate this podcast five stars you'll be helping us out in incredible ways that we wouldn't be able to describe if you could also subscribe to us on apple Podcasts or spotify It helps us let the big guys know that we actually have an audience and we can continue to grow as an independent podcast and bring music culture to you on different levels. So please guys, subscribe and review the podcast. Love always. Back to listens. I hesitated because usually oh I say Shopee, let's go, and then I realize shopping is not here. I know. So I'll, I'll lead this one. So, cool. This is the music section. And in this section, we talk about what we've been listening to in the week. It might be a recommendation. It might be something we're just listening to and enjoying. At the moment, we've had guilty pleasures in the past, which we're not saying you should listen to, but what we've been listening to. And we'll just jump straight in. So, Nick, do you want to go first or should I go first?
1: Um, oh my gosh, I'm always scattered. Like, I feel like when we started the podcast, like years ago at this Mm -hmm. point, um, I was so much more organized. Like, yeah, this is what I'm gonna listen to. This is what, um, yeah, everything's about and everything, but no, looking through my, um, my just new, uh, things that I've added to my library this week, I've definitely, yeah, listened to a couple of records that I can talk about. So I really wanted to get into Sid's album, but I have not got into it yet. But I've heard such good things. So next week, definitely, or the week after, you'll be hearing my thoughts on that. But um I wanted to first bring it to someone who I had very harsh words with, I think two seasons ago on the podcast, and that is J. Cole. Um, everyone who's listened to the podcast knows I have a very um textured textured listening relationship and kind of fan relationship with J. Cole. So Huge fan, obviously went to the Forest Hills Drive 2014 tour, like super emotional. Like it was it was a great night, such a big production. Um, so many of uh, Dreamville opened up for him and it was it was really good to see all of that and it was yeah, it was a great, it was a really great showing to be fair. Um and you know, over the years J. Cole has changed like I have changed, and I feel like his last album, um was released after the no-name stuff. Um, The no-name kind of controversy and like loads of the kind of misogyny claims and all of that kind of stuff towards no-name. And I listened to his album. I did, because I'm always going to listen to an album. The Off Season was the name of it. And it was released, weirdly enough, last year, like time feels so short and so long. But yeah, it was released um, midway through last year. And whilst... I could hear the ambition from j cole i just didn't like the subject matters where he was going and i felt like there was a bit of ignorance there um and it kind of taught me don't hold your idols to a pedestal because especially in the celebrity universe because you know inevitably the ecosystem of celebrity lends itself to them letting that down and I think, yeah, you just kind of need to step away. The politics and the musicianship, like sometimes those worlds don't collide. And on this album, some of J. Cole's politics just didn't align with mine and it is what it is, but it kind of led me to step back from the J. Cole kind of universe and the ecosystem and stuff like that. So listening to this song, which he has with Bia called London, um, it was fun to hear him just not talk about politics weirdly enough and just like... um, lyrically just show his prowess and like um how he sits alongside his peers and I think I've referenced this clip a lot of times but um again during the pandemic Drake was on um he was on a podcast he literally did one of his because Drake doesn't interview a lot really now at this point because he's so mainstream he doesn't necessarily need to but he does like little quirky features now and then um to kind of just like talk when he wants to kind of like spitball and get some stuff off his head. I was trying to get the podcast, it is rap radar. Yeah, it was released in 2020, Christmas time. And um Drake was very competitive on that podcast. And there's this one montage which I posted on Twitter, then deleted it because of copyright. But um essentially he was like, Me, J. Cole and Kendrick, we are the top three. We're gonna see this decade who is going to remain, you know, the soul bearer of hip-hop, who is going to be the one who outlasts who um, one another, whose material is going to age the best, all of that. He was just alluding to the fact that he's ready for competition. It's go time. It's basketball season. It's the last quarter. Like, let's go. And it was kind of like, they're all... They each have a friendship with one another. J. Cole being in the middle, like he's friends with Aubrey. And then, you know, Kendrick, like he's got, he, he's the one in the middle, you know, obviously Drake and Kendrick have that real rivalry where they just, there's this unspoken shit. But yeah, with, um, back to London, it was nice to see J. Cole still in the twenties when 2022 now, and he's still really competitive. I feel like he's been on his feature game, like the last two years, like really kind of embodying getting outside of his own ecosystem being the self-producer being like all in one so protective of his material and he's almost stepping out trying different flows you know young doug he's done two collaborations with um you know um 21 savage two collaborations with one of which got him his first grammy you know how i feel about grammys but still just acknowledging it and um i feel like yeah this is it's 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 exciting to see J. Cole not always talk about politics and kind of just flow, which I feel he did effortlessly with Bia. Um, on paper, I weirdly enough, I wouldn't have put these two together, like it wouldn't have been an immediate Bia should collaborate with J. Cole, but hearing them, they actually both embody the same conduits and part of hip hop that subdued that mellow storytelling that fun kind of play on words they just do it in different ways be it being in that luxury rap you know um kind of space rick ross adjacent kind of vibe um weirdly enough they should collaborate too and um j cole existing in this kind of poetic subdued storytelling um life ruminations wisdom um you know just experiences of life um wherever they may fall but saying that i think the two worlds came together really well and i think Jake cole knows how to have fun on records now he's really kind of let himself go and i like that side of him and i feel like the visual was great the fact that they both came to london unknown t was in the visual There were um what is her name leomi was in the video leo the the fashion girl in London right now Leomi And it looked just like a luxury rap video And it's like yeah Sometimes we want to let go And have some fun I definitely want to hear this At the day parties Which Eden and I And Alex and all of them lot Will be going to shop here as well um, This summer I definitely want to hear that song um, Visual really high budget Made the Thames look accessible like which is hard to do um, and if it, you know it just really kind of obviously it's a toolkit that's been done before Diddy's done it you know 50 Cent in his era's done it the luxury Rick Ross always does it now but they just made London look really cool mm. like they made London look really nice and really cool and like they shot, they shot light on um, the unknown teas and stuff they were in chicken shops all of that I was like I love this is what represents maybe the last era of London the 2000 tens mm. to twenties it kind of embodied that kind of even the top boy feels there was kind of it felt kind of like top boy as well in some of it as well i, I wouldn 't be surprised if parts of that were on the mood board, mm. and it kind of just really yeah, it was fun, man, mm. it was really fun um be went viral again this week for um <laughs> Her line about Shoreditch and not being in Shoreditch, you're wearing flannels mm-hmm. on Oxford Street. like no. <laughs> Shoreditch got shot for one second. I know she knows, like, I know it's dead no in Shoreditch right now because you're not filming in Box Park, <laughs> okay? Like, no. And Shoreditch House? Nah, 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 nah. But um, nah, Bea, fun. Fun. it was fun. I love her. Like, I've always loved Bea. I think she had a moment last year on the, the BET Awards where, you know it was a bit too subdued for the stage like it was a bit too relaxed but do you know what i've always understood bea she was on a um a show, I think it was called, like, Sisterhood of Hip-Hop years ago that I used to watch um, on Mr. World Premiere. Shout out to that OG platform. But um, she's really fought for her position now, and she's been through Pharrell's label. She used to be signed to his. Then she's been signed to Sony for ages. So I've been literally watching her journey, like, on the side, like, oh, what's beer doing now? And I think her last tape, um, which she released last year, it, um, it features... A Khalees sample on it as well. Um, It's called For Certain. I'd recommend the deluxe edition. You know, Little John is introducing the record, Little Dirk's on it. Um, G Herbo, Seventh Streeter. I think she's really diverse and I think I love what she brings to rap. I love that subdued. She can still bar, but she's just really relaxed. So I love Bia. I love what she adds to the table. Luxury rap can exist, you know. Rap isn't all about politics, even though its origins lie in there. Sometimes I have a bit of fun, and I think Bia brings that. She makes women, you know, feel empowered, you know, like a boss. It's kind of like the Rick Ross effect for the women. Um, even some of that, like, Foxy Brown, Little Kim, I know we bring them up all the time, but, like, the big fur coats, she's carrying that legacy with her as well a little bit too. And I think, I just like it, man. Just You don't have to always be going like Eminem, your veins popping out your mm. chest to make an impact in hip-hop you know even Busta Rhymes like you don't have to be going I love Busta but you don't have to be going that far to make an impact you can still bar and be subdued with it you know Snoop Dogg did it B is doing it now Mm. you know I love it I love it and I love her presence here I think this is what I'm talking about when women in rap can look so textured and different I want all of them to be there you know because be Bia's great. She honestly can bar. That BT award performance she learned from. She even tweeted, I'm learning from this. So when she got clowned, she could take it. Um she could take it under her chest. Unfortunately, didn't couldn't support that song with Nikki Villard. Like I did hear it, but I'm couldn't give you the streams just because of Nikki. Yeah, the rape claims, and all of that, and yeah, all of that. Can't do that right now. But um, Bia, love you can't wait for the next project. And J. Cole was so great visually and um, what he added to the verse because some features don't add great quality verses to songs, but I think this was one that was a match made in heaven. So shout out to her and shout out to him. Um, So yeah, that's that. Um, Another woman who's just signed to TD. I just wanted to add something to that because
0: um, it's really interesting the way conversations come around. Um, and with regards to London and the way that London is kind of depicted in the music video and just engaged with, yeah, I was having a conversation with my brother about um, Goldlink recently and we were talking about mm. Lyspora and um, particularly I was saying how I find it really interesting the way that people engage with London and how there are certain levels to the way that they engage with it. Like I feel like the way Goldlink engages with London it's in a very authentic type of way. Like for example, he has songs with mm. Haley. He has a song called No Joke Ting and like uses mm. some of our slang in kind of his titling. And, you know, there's been critiques.
1: He lives here. Yeah,
0: he whenever he records, he well, my brother told me this, but whenever yeah. he records, he records in London. And I just think mm. you know, Beer's video was it felt like it was really celebrating London London's black culture which was like really good to see, like the fact Mm. that Unknown T was there and like there were locations that you could recognize and all the above. And it just felt like it wasn't really forced. It wasn't something that kind of seemed inauthentic. And um, the visuals were just really beautiful and really just kind of showed you what London was really like. Um, But I just liked the feel Mm. of it. I just liked how it kind of, it didn't feel like a stereotype. It didn't feel like, you know, Hello Mate and, you know, you know what they even say crumpets and all and tea and stuff like that it was it didn't feel like that it felt yeah yeah, it felt like a real like black london experience through a lens so that was really good to appreciate um and i appreciate the fact that like j cole made references to like things in london but he didn't try to he didn't try to be like a mimic of like you know you know This is a kind of weird critique because I take into consideration that Drake is from Toronto and they have their own slang, which is very similar. Well, we have relationships when it comes to slang with Toronto as well because of Jamaica and um, various influences as well. So Drake is from Toronto. I've heard from people in Toronto, like my cousins and people like that, that Drake doesn't actually speak like that, but whatever, whatever. Um, I just oh yeah there's a lot with yeah i've there's just seen lot. representation of um, london in very weird ways and i feel like with top boy coming out and you know all of the things that are happening in black london at the moment we're getting like representation that is really authentic to who we are and um Beer's video yeah. was really really good in doing that i feel it was like although we don't say mall, i will yeah. say that we don't say more When like, you get to saying yeah, yeah yeah i was yeah. like we don't say <laughs> we don't say that like we might say like what shopping center or like
1: um we just say the name of what yeah i'm I'm going westfield yeah like
0: westfield like 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 brent cross places like that like we'll say go there we don't say more though like it feels even weird saying that in my in my voice right now um i know but yeah it was a good music video and a great song i just wanted to add my two piece to that
1: of course of course i know you're a fan of um j cole as well so it's like i think also that um i loved how like basically what eden's saying as well like it's kind of they were making fun of the representation of London. Like, so all the posh accent, they kind of did their crumpets and all that kind of stuff in it. And I was like, it didn't feel like they were doing that to do a London accent authentically. It felt like, Oh, we're just going to take the piss out of it. Like it it felt like a real fun, like in community thing. Like they could be at the drink up, like having fun. Like when black Americans come to London, they could just be like having fun with black Londoners. And that's the kind of, kind of, um, jokes they'd be having with one another like we'd be we'd be ha- having jokes on that kind of level so i feel like it was really authentic how they made fun of it and poked jokes at kind of formal london and they were like nah fuck it we're chilling with the black Londoners. Do you yeah. know what i mean and they were just it was like it was really fun and i think again having leomi unknown t it was just like yes like this is who's representing the sides of london right now the different sides and it's like it was just good to see them really do their research. And like, I think unknown T even has a collaboration with J Cole off of this as well, off of their visit. So I think I'm just really excited. I think the synergy between London's and Americans is kind of like, it doesn't, I've said this before. It doesn't necessarily excite me anymore. Like when Americans collaborate with Londoners mm. or or British British people at large, it's just natural now because of the streaming world, the global thing. So all of this stuff is just natural. Yeah. Like this, there should be that care and attention taken to London. There should be them flying over or us flying over to Miami or wherever and like shooting the video there and it bringing ourselves into the universe to which we're going to not us forfeiting ourselves to pretend to be from London. And I think what Eden's point was just now is that kind of like Beer and J. Cole brought themselves to London, but then said, oh no, we fuck with you guys because you guys are London and we're letting you lead. I'm sure Unknown T helped with some of the locations and stuff like that. So it was just good to see. And they were like, oh, Leomi's the fashion girl. We're gonna go to her universe and film there and stuff like that. And it's like, it just felt like a really good synergy and cultural moment that didn't feel forced or like, oh, an American collaboration with Brits or anything like that. And a lot of people are talking about a potential remix in the works. So I would not be surprised if Unknown T appears on the remix or something like that. If there is one, um, and I think it would have been a good shout to have recorded one too, because I think it would only add even more of a flair. And Unknown Unknown T, my biggest thing, positive attribute about him is his vocals. The things that he does to drill in terms of his cadence and his pronunciation and all of that, like next to none. No one in the UK is doing it like Unknown T in terms of the voices and the, how he, um, he's cinematic. He's really cinematic Mm. trap to me, Uh, cinematic trap, cinematic drill to me and how he uses his voice to tell his stories um, and do ad-libs of himself. Love it. So that would add so much of a different layer to London um, and the record and all of that. So I hope a remix is on the way as well because I love me some Unknown T seriously. Um, But yeah, that was a long time on one song. Um, shows how passionate I am of it. But um the second song is actually by another woman in rap who just signed to TDE. Her name is Dochi, been following her for ages as well. Um, I'm so glad she's got a major label um, co- co-sign and like signing and all of that. Um, and, sorry, before we talk about Doji, um, just talking about who she featured on, which is Isaiah Rashad's um, latest album. I wanted to shout out Isaiah Rashad because I just saw he performed at Coachella last night um, and he addressed that video moment. We're not going to talk about it, like, too deep, but that video moment that went viral um, a month or two ago um, and he addressed it head-on and just performed and it looked like, as someone... um haven't addressed this formally on the show, but as someone who's gone through social anxiety and controversies and stuff like that um, to show your face again let alone to even perform I don't know what kind of confidence let alone on one of the biggest stages in the world Coachella um, I just wanted to say big shout out to him hope he's doing okay and like this will not harm your career like it, it in a different year a different era it might have but I'm happy to see that it hasn't harmed um, his career and that it's only bolstered his his kind of views and engagement and stuff and just I hope he has the people around him both at TDE and outside to push through in this situation. So I just wanted to say that because I just saw when I was on Dochi's page, I was reminded that she was on his last album. So yes, we will um, shout out that song, What You Said, they're both great on it. But this song in particular from Dochi is one of her first releases on TDE, which is called Crazy. It was released last week um, on the 8th, I believe. And this girl is just insane Like I feel like we spoke about Azalea Banks on the, fir- the, fir- the first episode of the season So two weeks ago and um, I just want to say She brought every spirit, the lineage All of that of Azalea Banks on this record oh, She brought herself on this is record I that who
0: she is? Uh,
1: yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother's
0: been playing this song and I was just like Who is this spitting? I didn't realise it was her that was signed to TG-
1: TDE Okay, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. So she recently signed like in the last month or two. Um, but I don't she literally spelled D O E C H I I incredible, incredible visual. Like it reminds me of Press by Cardi B meets um Dawn Rashad. Um, meets it just there's so many different influences in it, but it's just so oh, she's just the ownership, the ownership of one's persona essence image and it just reminded me of how crazy you know azalea banks would go in visuals and just how like how braggadocio and how like self-assured headshaw cocksure strong everything all of those terms, just like embody into one doshi is incredible like incredible incredible talent i just i want to see her go crazy, I want to see all of this I want to see the collaborations with Tierra Wack. I want to see the collaborations with Azalea Banks, I want to see everything because I feel like she we need to give her what hip-hop didn't give to Azalea Banks in terms of the platforming in terms of the push, in terms of the you know, putting her in every space and all of that because I think the talent that is is just embodied in this woman, like I feel like if we get the proposition right, she could be incredible. Um, I know that in one of her interviews on the Grammys carpet, Doja Cat did um, commemorate her for just who she is, Doji, and all of that. So let's get a collaboration. Let's help her get to where she needs to be as well. Um, But yeah, that was Doji crazy. I would definitely recommend that as a starting point. Um, And then I would recommend Um one of her projects called All the Places Um You Go, All the Places You'll Go, or The Song, I believe. That's one of her greatest songs. I'd say Black Girl Memoirs Good. I'd say God Is Good. And (laughs) I'd say What's Your Name is Good as well. So basically just go and listen to that whole tape that she released before she got signed to TDE. Um yeah, just incredible sounds, incredible music. Um what else have I been playing this week? I loved another TDE signee, Schoolboy Q, Soccer Dad. Loved the partnership with Nike. Um, Oh, my name's escape. His name's escaping me, but he's a British director. He was a part of that Nike campaign and he just made it look really great with Schoolboy Q. Um, So yeah, Nike. I know Schoolboy Q is into his golf now. He's definitely taken another pivot and I'm just like, um, I'm excited to see what he does, like what he continues to do in the world of maybe sport um, and music as well at large. I just think, yeah, it was a good collaboration. Um, I know Tiger Woods was in that campaign as well. Um, So yeah, shout out to the both of them and shout out to Soccer Dad. I think it's a really nice, just Californian, record get your drop top down you know London's got the sun now um and I just to honestly I love Schoolboy Q's cadence like I love how um it just makes you feel like really relaxed as well like it just makes you feel really it eases your mind like you don't have to think about too much you just listen to the words and kind of he takes you on a journey every time um but yeah I think TDE they've got some incredible people in the clutch right now um obviously we know Kendrick is departing from there but um it's yeah, it's great to see. And then Eden was playing in the car actually, Vince Staples' album, mm. which um I'm sure he'll talk about if he did it last yep. week. Um Rap- Ramona Park broke my heart. And I just want to say, listen, 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 listen. Vince Staples, yeah. Vince Staples, yeah. The most consistent rapper right now. Mm. One of the most consistent rappers right now. I'm telling you now, he deserves every flower in that fucking garden. Like <laughs> the last three albums like uh, to be honest every album since he debuted in 2014 or something like every album every mixtape i don't care what he calls them nah Mm. you you guys contemporary rappers just saying it's consistent i'm so sorry i'm so sorry about it like he is just so good like you could just like honestly if you were to place a bet like any rapper like They're dropping an album. Who do you reckon is going to be good or front to back? No skips. Yeah, he's first of the list. Like, honestly, there's just, I don't know how he does it. I really just don't know how he does it. He just locks in, stays focused, stays his relaxed self, who's just, again, (laughs) hilarious as well, the comedian, Um, and just gets it done. Spitballs, amazing albums. Like, what he's talking about how he talks about what he's talking about, how he raps about what he's talking about, who he uses as producers on the albums as well. I'm just so glad that Vince Staples is still here. Like honestly, it's so amazing to hear um, a rapper who is so in love with the passion that they'll always deliver quality. Um, He made a mustard production, not sound cliche, or boring like and mustard you know let's talk about mustard he has he's had a huge career obviously helped hip hop and r&b at large obviously lma is the um one of his most recent successes but honestly like sometimes mustard's productions especially with yg like they just sounded a bit played out Mm. i'm not gonna lie they did just sound a bit played out but now it looks like he's you know re kind of taken some time to pause and just recalibrate come back and i feel like yeah with this on this this particular album i think the songs that are produced by mustard um were really good like i I wasn't really shocked i wasn't really i'm taken aback by it i think it's back bang bang that sorry getting my words mixed up um and yeah honestly vince was able to make it sound like a fresh production from a new hip hop producer. To be honest with you, um, still you could still hear that it was a mustard production. But um, yeah, I just like what he did with the record as well. Um, I'm not going to hone in on this too much because every song is not skip; mm. it's a non-skippable. Um, I just love, obviously, free the homies, lemonade, Ty Dolla Sign. Obviously, um, is on there as well. I loved Rose Street um, and Mama's Boy, but that's everything because I think we can go on for ages about what I've been listening to this week I'll be back with like Sid what I think of Sid I'm sure I'm gonna love it hopefully fingers crossed because I love Sid's voice um but yeah Vince Staples out of everything you have to go run that up right now um especially in the sun hopefully next week it looks like it's sunny just get your dose of Vince Staples man 16 songs and you haven't bored me come on yep. now like it's a no-brainer it's a no-brainer but um Eden what you've been listening to good and bad if there's any um Oof. and just let us know okay cool
0: um cool I'm gonna follow your train of thought in it because Vince Staples was on my list of um, albums to talk about so you pretty much said everything to be honest this album is incredible it's his fifth studio album um from everything yeah. that he's released Vince Staples the self-titled album was incredible It was probably the one that I heard most people that I know speak about. Shout out Tony Supreme because he's been going off about that album for a while. Um, But this album, Ramona Park Broke My Heart, is incredible. And for the same reasons that Nick said, like he's able to make, you know, the song Magic with with Mustard so, so catchy. And it doesn't feel generic. You know, exactly what Nick said. It just sounds like a song you can just cruise to and um Mm. i love the music video as well i love kind of vince staple and vince staples and everything that he's doing in his kind of campaign it feels very authentic it feels like very funny it feels very natural um i like i like how kind of outspoken he is and where he communicates from at least when he when he speaks it sounds like he communicates in a way that doesn't sound media trained necessarily um exactly it just sounds very real And that comes across in his music as well. Um, There's a lot of kind of comments on, you know, in the very first track, he talks about how he can't bring everyone with him to like riches, can't take everyone out of like poverty and all the above. And he just has to celebrate the moment in the way that he can. And I feel like that's very, very um, kind of mature of him to admit, because, you know, one thing we don't talk about enough is about all of these young rappers that are suddenly passing. And, you know... um, Mm trying to live a life where they can make money and maybe stay in the same area they grew up in or you know move out and then get called a sellout because they've moved out and all the above but um yeah vince staples is just an example of somebody who kind of has grown up in long beach um california and he is kind of making money but still looking back like okay I, I came from this place and i want to talk about how i came from this place and you know i'm blowing up now but my heart is still in this place although it broke my heart, which is the name of the album. Um, and it's just like a really personal album. It just feels, it reminds me, although I don't like making um, comparisons because it's its own version of art in its own way, it reminds me of um, Good, Kitty Mads, Good Kid Madsy. Um, so it reminds me of the, I of the Kendrick album just in terms of feeling because... You know there's the little interludes where the woman is talking about I don't know if it's a famous woman, so I apologize if she's famous. I just don't recognize the voice, but there's a woman talking about um kind of like what right and wrong is, for example, so she was talking about how bullets don't have names, and you know she thinks that shooting someone is wrong, but she looks at the overall structure of the environment that she grew up in, and she's like, if you don't have any food and you need to get food, like what else are you gonna do really?" And I feel like that's a really good yeah. kind of breakdown of what good and bad are in society. Like we look at um, how people behave in society who are poor, like, say they steal something, or you know they, they break into somewhere to make money to feed their family. You know, we think of that as bad behavior, but we don't really look at how society and like the governments are really taking money away from people and how people are suffering mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and they're just doing what they have to do to get by. And although, you know, we can critique it and we can say whatever we want to say about it until we've actually lived their reality. We can't necessarily speak on it. We can't judge it. Like I wouldn't, I, I personally really struggle with looking at someone else's pain and then kind of being like, you know what, why are you doing this? Or why are you doing that? Like, I'm not saying I haven't yeah. done it before. I'm a human being at the end of the day, but at the same time, you know, when she spoke about you know i think that this is wrong but at the same time i have compassion she didn't say compassion but that's what she was kind of describing i have compassion for why this happens in this neighborhood i thought that was really beautiful and i thought that was a beautiful message to put out there um
1: yeah can i just jump in real quick? quick i think yeah thank you um i just think that like when it comes to poverty discussions or gang violence or all of that kind of that, those kind of socioeconomic related issues, we do need to look obviously wider than what the incident Mm -hmm. is that we're kind of talking about. And I think Eden, he was eloquent in how he described it, but I think it's just a case of systemic violence always having a root Mm -hmm. and that route is to systemic institutions of violence mm. and that's what eden's saying about them taking away the the money taking away the resources taking away the education and you know there's this saying that um yo one of the greatest like writers in hip hop right now he wrote an article on dj proof about how every summer the like and if this happens here i think kieran Dapper talked about it in his book as well um every summer essentially the blocks get hot mm. because everyone's outside and resources are run drier you know in summer everyone's trying to have fun as well they're itching for escapism from their socio-economic realities in lower socioeconomic environments and that is outside of race like whether like just socio-economic mm. um, atrocities and blocks that's when the blocks get hotter that's when the police start agitating more they start coming into the neighborhoods a bit more and they're just waiting for that slip Mm. up and then you become a part of the incarceral system so all of this has a root and that is just one micro example of how your circumstances aren't necessarily your fault Mm. you know and how that can become a cyclical kind of um entrenchment within the state's um, carceral systems. Yeah. So that is just one example of like what Vince Staple might be talking about in terms of the guilt that he feels, especially on Good Kid, Mad City existed with Kendrick Um And that is kind of the parallels of how one thing can have a chain of causation onto another. But just wanted to jump in there and say sympathy and like understanding in those realms are paramount. And I think what Eden was echoing just now is like part of that. And I think it's important to, you know, listen to what our rappers are talking about because it's, it comes mostly, mostly, mostly from real circumstances Mm. or watching real circumstances happen to them. But, yeah,
0: because yeah, even um, Central C spoke about this on Ungrateful. Was it Ungrateful? Mm. It might have been Cold Shoulder or Ungrateful. One of the two songs, he talks about how he has kind of like survivor's guilt from making it and leaving behind his people in kind of West London. And, um, you know, it's something that a lot of rap- rappers talk about, making it out and then looking back and either going back mm. and just seeing how nothing has changed, but everything has changed for you. And I imagine that must be really difficult to deal with because, you know... I agree. I, this is me kind of trying to empathize with a situation I've never been in. But I imagine that when you make money and a lot of people's situations can be um, made more comfortable with money, that must feel like a lot of pressure. Like having the resources to help someone feed their family or fix a roof... Or a leak or um, you know support them in a way that they aren't getting from the government that is allegedly supposed to be taking care of them That must be a lot of pressure for someone Um, So Mm -hmm. especially when you're so young as well with the Vince Staples, the Central Seas um, Well Kendrick was yeah Kendrick as well Um, So many artists talk about this situation where they leave let's quote unquote the hood And they go to the suburban cities or they go to the places where all of the rich people live. And it's almost like you just have to kind of turn ignorant towards Mm. the the place you grew up in. Um, And it's funny because, you know, I imagine most people kind of think at a young age or, you know, they might think at a young age that, you know, if I ever make money, I'm going to change everything. And then when you're introduced to the system and realize that certain things are the way Mm. they are intentionally you start to realize it's yeah. not as easy as you thought it was. And that is that's another conversation to have, to be honest, because that's more to do with why people are put in places, why people are made poor, why, you know, all yeah. of the above is happening and who is benefiting from that. So that's a conversation I think needs that that I see it happening. It's I'm not gonna say it's something we don't talk about, you know, that whole saying of what did they say, like, Nick, on, on like, social media and stuff like that? Oh, like,
1: um, we don't yeah. talk about X and R. We don't like, talk about this. Let's, <laughs> why does no one talk about, like, that? And I'm just, like, just Google <laughs> yeah. it or search on your search bar. Yeah. It's right there. The books are right yeah. there. Like, the documentaries, if you can't, don't want to read, yeah. it's right there. Like, yeah. Because people have spoken <laughs> yeah.
0: about systemic racism. They've spoken about Honestly, like, come on
1: now. But. Even Eden said it, Kendrick, like Kendrick been spitting about this ice cube. Come on. Like, come on, come on, come on. But yeah, it was was just good to
0: get kind of an example from someone from today's generation. Because there's this this conversation about things are changing um, for, you know, the poorest among us. But, you know, we're not seeing that's the case, even in the UK. That's something that's happening in the UK yeah. Energy bills are forcing people to make sacrifices Where they sometimes might have to choose food or heating um, mm. And that in itself is very concerning Because how are people going to survive? Yeah. But anyway, we're not going to go there Because that might be a worry for some people who listen to this podcast um, Yeah. But yeah, what we'll do is we'll go to the next song So, <laughs> I've got two songs by this artist Their name is Laith Ross and nice. recently on tiktok this song in particular has been blowing up so um it's a song called we'll never have sex and it's a very very beautiful song um it's a very i don't even know how to describe it it's a song you would hear in like a skins for example or a, a skins is a british tv show by the way guys in case you don't know that it's um been kind of it's been made reminiscent to euphoria for example like euphoria is apparently very similar to skins in tone and kind of stories of teenage relationships and all the above um mm. but i would say laith ross will never have sex is a song you would hear in like a teen drama for example so just a quick kind of background of who laith ross is they are a um they're from a small town outside of ottawa on ottawa ontario canada Um, They've been (laughs) writing music since 12 years old and they've recorded two projects one of them being called Motherwell and in terms of inspiration they were quite inspired by Disney Channel soundtracks so the likes of High School Musical, um, Camp Rock, all of the above Um, but when I say the music is just so ethereal it's so personal and so touching Um, in We'll Never Have Sex it talks about kind of being in a relationship that has a different type of intimacy. So when I went into the comments on YouTube when I first kind of found it and I saw people from the asexual community talking about how, you know, this song is really personal to them because they're looking for these relationships where they can be emotional, emotionally connected to people but not necessarily sexually involved with them and how that is something that, you know, might be a bit hard for them to discover or, um, you know, it's just something that is part of their reality and just makes them feel seen it's just really beautiful to know that there's music out there that represents them in that type of way and we'll never have sex the lyrics are really like they get under your skin they make you feel um they make you feel like there's a love out there that can can be like this um that doesn't need kind of sex to really um show that and not to say there's anything wrong with sex, by the way, that's not what I'm saying whatsoever, but it's just beautiful the way that this song talks about relationships and how the person made them feel or how they fi- how they feel towards that person. Um, in terms of production, it's really beautiful. A lot of guitars, a lot of haunting vocals, um, music video is really beautiful as well. And I just love the overall feel of it. Um, it just feels really comfortable and just something that would be played during a very intimate scene in a movie mm-hmm. or TV show So i would say check that out if you're feeling kind of if you want to feel the feels this is the song for you um, We'll never have sex by laith ross and they've got another song called i'd have to think about it Which again very similar in terms of tone you can hear the inspiration behind um, like disney channel songs they were talking about um, I'm not saying it sounds like the generic kind of Disney Channel track, like High School Musical and stuff like that. But the feeling you get from those shows, like, you know, maybe you might want to be in the show or maybe you kind of have a feeling of nostalgia from those shows. Those, That's the feeling that I get from this music and you might get. I don't want to say you will get it because I don't want to miss all that to you. But you might get that feeling from this song, these two songs. Um, So check out Lethe Ross Will Never Have Sex and I'd uh, I'd have to think about it. Next, we're going to go to Tei Iwa, Love and Isolation. So this was an EP. I have to double check when it was released, actually. Um, I believe it was released two years ago, but I might be wrong. Love and Isolation. I'm just going to edit this out one sec. Tei Iwa. Yeah, this project was released 2021, sorry. Um, so some background on Tei Iwa, he was born in Lagos in Abuja um, and he was born to musical parents, attended classical music schools and, you know, his parents loved jazz, reggae, soul, blues and various kind of genres that, you know, most of our parents, if you're black, you've listened to growing up as well. Um, I was just really interested in his background because it's the first time I've really heard of, like, a Nigerian artist and that's this might be my own ignorance which I'm addressing as well kind of growing up in a household where they're encouraged to take on music because he actually wanted to be a lawyer and his parents were kind of yeah. pushing him more towards music which I from my own friends personal experiences and kind of even um, listening to Thames and talking about um her experiences growing up in a Nigerian home and all the above um it was just really interesting to hear his experience was the opposite in a way um and he makes music to this day he just kind of his calling was towards it and his parents pushed him towards it and really supported him in it as well And his music is amazing as well. So Love and Isolation is a very beautiful project um, It's about five songs in total and it has Features from, apologies if I pronounce this incorrectly, so Azza, Zania, Manasseh um, Lou Val and Insightful, these are all individual artists I haven't listened to but I thought I'd just give them kind of a shout out quickly my favourite songs on the album are... Or EP, sorry. Are Thinking, Peeking, Stones. Actually, i was going to say I love the whole thing. I was about to name every song on this EP. But my favourite is probably Thinking. I love Thinking. Such a banger. I love the way that he kind of... Um, he just goes off. Like, it's just really hard to explain. He just really kills it. And I just love Tay the emotion he brings to songs. He was on a song with Wizkid on Wizkid's, like, biggest album recently uh, made in lagos um on a song called uh what's it called again nick wait with which
1: one with tay yeah. oh my gosh i don't even get it just keep true talking, love that's it I'll... true love yeah true love which was one of the best songs on the album so oh 100 like percent
0: he killed that
1: he killed yeah. that for sure
0: and i just and i to be honest i go to it more for him than wizkid kid which i know is blasphemy I know it's blasphemy, <laughs> but I love Teiwa. Te- Te- I love his music. Wizkid is amazing as well. Don't come for me, please, I beg. I'm gonna do what Shopee did last episode because you know he-, <laughs> he was scared about Jamaicans coming for him. Nigerians, I love you Eek. with all of my heart. Um, yeah. But Teiwa is amazing. Um, love, love and Isolation is. is something that I would recommend. So go and listen to that if you have a free moment and you wanna kind of be putting your feels. I'm realizing all of my albums are kind of feel albums, which is very interesting. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about, I'm probably going to get some hate for this. I, I genuinely, oh, no. what is I'm it? just going to be completely honest with you guys and say I listened to the Sid album and oh dear, guys, oh, dear. I I really need to understand. Did it not like, hit? I, did it not Nick, hit? I'm I'm being honest. I just don't understand.
1: <laughs> oh, no. I don't understand. <laughs> Wait, did you not like the debut album? Pardon. Finn, did you not like the debut album? Finn? I
0: didn't I, I enjoyed parts cool. of it. Like, I'll admit, like I'm more of a okay. singles person when it comes to Sid. Like I enjoy oh, songs okay, fine, here and there. Fine, I enjoy yeah. the internet and all of the above. Um, but Broken Hearts Club was just oh, dear. <laughs> in, in in comparison to Oh, no. <laughs> let, me, let me finish off Nick. <laughs> In comparison to the kind of excitement and love that I'm seeing online versus what I'm hearing. <laughs> wait, 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 but I'm just a bit. I'm very oh. confused. I and mean, I'll tell you why. The reason I'm confused <laughs> is because the production for me, it's very, it's all very one layered. Like it's all the whole album just feels like it's on a constant it it feels like there's no I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it's just very plain. Like that's okay. the best way to describe it. Like obviously the singles slap. Like right move I'm not right move. Um the singles, like Fast Car, Right Track, and I think those are the only two that I heard. Slapped. I, I've been yeah. playing right track back to back for the last <coughs> few months and I love that song. Smino killed it as well. Um and Fast Car is a banger as well. But I'm just like I don't understand like it's good. It's alright. Like it's it's not a bad project. It's just alright. And I know people are gonna be on my neck and be like, you know what, like, what's this guy talking about? All of the above. I can only keep a hundred mm. with you guys and say that I wasn't really feeling this. I can't lie to you. No, I love the honesty. Yeah, I have to keep a hundred. Um but you know, maybe if I listen to it again, at some point in the future, I might change my mind. You know, when we change our minds, we're constantly listening to things and in different moods and all the above. Maybe this isn't the mood for me at the moment. Maybe I'm not in the heart broken hearts club, but at the same time, that's how I feel about the project. But anyway, let us know your thoughts. DATS, POD would love to hear from you. Feel free to argue with my points if necessary and talk about why you love, the, <laughs> why you love the, the album in particular. would love to hear that. Um, but yeah, those are my... Li- oh, actually, no. That's not my only listen. First Class, Jack Harlow.
1: So, Nick... Oh, I was going to bring this up. I actually was going to bring up Jack Harlow. But um, go on. I want to hear... I want to hear Well, I was course. actually going
0: to say, this is the first song I played in the car when we were all in the car. And... I can't lie. I'm annoyed. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, wait, wait. Let me tell you why I'm annoyed because I'm annoyed for a stupid reason. I'm annoyed that I'm not a rapper and I didn't sample this song. Because... This Glamorous yeah, is a yeah. song That should have been Sampled a long time ago Because the way That song Is just Heat Like the way mm. I've been listening to Ever since it's come out Fergie did what she needed To do on Fergalicious Like She, she oh, did Fergie what she needed in To her do back. That, that's <coughs> London Bridge um, back. Glamorous um, What's it called um, Big Girls Don't Cry um, mm. All of those songs Ferg, Fergie <clears throat> did the thing Now the National Anthem Situation um,
1: oh, <laughs> <laughs> she should have never been asked to do that in the Wait, first did I say place. First. Let's talk about. Sorry, that.
0: the Duchess is what the album's called. So, two thousand six, the Duchess. Mm-hmm. So the songs on that, the singles were incredible, and Fergie did everything she was supposed to do. And Jack Harlow, such a big run, killed the sample on that. And let me just say, whilst I love your rappers, and I hope you guys succeed in your careers, and it's no shade to you guys whatsoever, but this is how you sample a song. This, that is how you sample a song. H, <coughs> You're great I love your music I think you have An incredible career Ahead of you And I, I look forward To listening to Your daily duppy Which is coming Stop the, later shit, sampling. Today. Stop the shit sampling The sampling On that Ashanti song Was awful And I just don't Understand It just I, I, uh, Nah I just didn't like it man I just didn't like it First class On the mm. other hand I liked how minimal The kind of sample Was From Glamorous It was literally Just the spelling Of Glamorous and that's it yeah whereas in comparison to h's sampling of ashanti i felt like the sample was way too long and there were bits of it that just didn't need to be in there like the
1: oh baby i'm satisfied thing i was just like okay (laughs) i was like why anyway it's just getting very formulaic and honestly i know like I love we love a bit of TikTok we all do you know it's a bit it takes our time very Vine-esque educates us and stuff but I feel like it's this particular trend happening in both Brooklyn and the UK and right now and and wider New York I think it's just very and obviously it's intentional right so I know you guys ain't just being lazy for the sake of it it's intentional laziness but it's like Even when it does work, it just feels very non, it's not memorable. Mm. Like, actually, probably it is because of the sampling, which is why you did it. But it's not long-term memorable. It's very throwaway music. It's very um, for the moment. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. But it's like the sampling, there could be so much, there could be a better way, I feel like to include the sample in that sounds good and still hits, you know, hits like that in the club and all of that. But that just sounds a bit more thought about mm. instead of just grab any old Mary J Blige or whatever you want to do and put it on a song and make it a sample. Like, come on guys. Like, come on. The Ashanti sample was terrible. Yeah. It was tragic. The tragic. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was. It was a tragedy actually. Like, it was, yeah, like, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but no, yeah. no, go back to the studios, do it again. But yes, back to Jack Harlow, back to Edom.
0: No, that, that was what I was going to say. And just to say, this isn't oh. hating on H, because like I said, I hope his career mm. goes well. There are songs that I've enjoyed and the visuals are always amazing by H. And this mm-hmm. isn't necessarily even targeted towards H, because it's more of a wider issue amongst kind of the drill community at the moment. The sampling is getting a bit Out of control at the moment Like I can understand there's an appreciation For certain artists and sounds Or the above but I just kind of question If the sampling is being used as an Excuse now for a lacklustre Song and um, It's getting a bit Evident in a lot of the songs that I'm hearing now Like that I have to use H the example because that's the worst one that I've heard In my opinion um, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Next what's your thought on um, First Class?
1: Um, Basically, I love First Class Um, in terms of... I just like what Jack's doing and I like that he's building towards his second album and I love the moments that have happened. You know, again, another person who I'm not really listening to like that, Kanye, obviously, he had the Kanye moment. He's had the Drake moment. We've heard the leak... We know it's coming because I know you cheekily addressed it subtly. Um, we know it's coming for the album. Um, he is the next pop rapper. He is the next pop rapper, and he will be the biggest for a while. And it's it's own. The raw carpet is being laid out. Like the passing of torches is happening. And honestly, the analogy I keep going back to. I'm going to get to the song, but you know me. Big critiques first. Big context building first. But um, with the whole Drake conversation again, like that that interview that I referenced earlier, um, I've said this to Eden, I've said this to Chope, I've said this to everyone i talked to about Drake. Like this decade is gonna be the passing of torches where the next generation comes and takes that center spot. Like this is the moment, it's happening. To be honest, it may be happening right now. I just need a bit more from Jack to know if he is the one, but there's definitely a moment where Drake's position will become vacant or Will be beginning to become vacant and he'll step back into the Elder Statesman kind of role, the Jay-Z kind of role, and all of that. And I think Jack is doing the right things right now to position himself to take the spot. And and that may make people feel uncomfortable for other reasons, which you know we can get into on another episode. But I think, yeah, first class, all the singles. I said when What's Poppin' drop that Jack. He's going to be here for a while. I'd listened to him before that. And I was like, this is the moment now. He's going to take it and run with it. And he has, like over the pandemic, he really has changed his circumstances and he's changed his career. So I think the sampling was great. I think it wasn't too... Um, reliant on it to kind of carry the song. I think they changed it up. They changed, they distorted it a little bit. They, yeah, it definitely worked in the schism of what Jack was doing. I think Jack is very one of those laid-back rappers as well. Um, I'd love to hear him. Like, obviously, I said this with Bia. You don't have to be this kind of rapper, but I feel like he's got it in him where Jack can just go real crazy and just give you something. Something I want to hear that. I just want to hear how he would go crazy if he was to go crazy and just just give us that even big sean who's really relaxed like has done that on paradise he's just gone crazy you know you know when big sean goes crazy um every now and then you're just like oh shit he can actually he got it you know he got it in that competitive way as well and i think jack's hungry for that too so i'm eager for the sophomore album i think this is going to be the album that takes him to superstardom and the singles have been great so far, so shout out to Jack. I think it's um yeah, he's doing all the right things right now. So I'm curious to see what's on this project coming in the next two or three weeks, to be honest with you. So very close to us, but I enjoyed it. And what Eden said about drill rappers is, is very true. Like, let's not be lazy with our sample's.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I'm quite interested, you know. I don't know if I see Jack Harlow as the head of the next movement or like kind of taking Drake's position. Mm. Um, but what I will say is I do see similarities in the way that mm. Drake operates with like the parodies of himself. Mm-hmm. Like, for mm-hmm. example, the stuff that Jack Harlow's doing with Drewski <coughs> now and a lot of the kind of comedic stuff he's doing on social media and YouTube and all of the above. Mm. I can definitely see that there's there's a following there that kind of appreciate him for his kind of comedy or even his charm Like we've seen that a lot of mm, people The charm Are kind of attracted to the way he kind of like maneuver himself in conversations Looking at the Saweetie situation or um, mm. even the um, Amelia situation in Chicken Shop, for example um, He's very suave and Drake kind of it's a, very, it's a formula Drake has used in the past as well um, Mm-hmm and he actually came to the UK as well, so there, there are similarities like in the way that he operates and the way he engages with different markets across the world and all the above. I don't know, I, d- I just kind of when I think of the next generation and who's kind of leading at the moment, I do think of the Vince Staples, I do think of um, a lot of the like female rappers at the moment, so like the Cardi B's, the Megan The Stallions, the um, even the the kind of artists that are coming up, like the Beers, the um. Mm. Like, all of those artists I see at the moment. I don't know if Jack Harlow's the one, but I might be wrong. I might need to listen to his music more, but I was looking at mm. when he was releasing music, and he's been releasing since, like, 2016. So he's been in...
1: Oh, he's been in it. Mixtapes, yeah. all of that. Like, he's done his time. It's it's He's done his years. You know when they say, like, 10 years or, like, something until you become... Popping and stuff. He's definitely put in the work and he's been consistent and he's worked on his image and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite intrigued. Like obviously I I trust Nick when it comes to like viewing these types of things because you've done
0: all the research and you kind of you're aware of what people are currently listening to and the conversations you've had. I imagine he's popped up quite a lot. So I'm quite intrigued to see what happens in the next few years. I don't know why I feel slightly sad about the fact that the Drake era is coming to a close soon. Although I know there have mm. been situations where I've been called a Drake stan. That's not the reason why. But at the same time... No,
1: Drake's cool. He's he's put a big mark on hip-hop and pop. Yeah. Like, more pop and, like, taking things mainstream. And the singing and rap, he didn't quite... He didn't start that, but he definitely made, made it popular yeah. to do that. Yeah. So many rappers, both male and, and female, do that yeah. now because of Drake. So... yeah. So I'm quite
0: intrigued to see what the next generation look like with regards to what they find popular and what they enjoy and all the above. And actually, to be honest, I can't lie to you. I feel like I'm Mm. out of step with music at the moment. I don't listen to Mm. any of the new people in in like US American rap. I kind of stick Mm. to the UK because you were talking about this earlier, actually, Nick, with regards to um, kind of what's going on in the US at the moment and how things are changing and all the above. But I actually don't listen to US rap as much as I used to. I found that I've kind mm. of moved away from it and I just really enjoy UK music a lot more now. Even if it's UK R&B, UK rap, like for example, the Loyal Karnas, the Nux, the... Um, yeah, Nux is, oh, is... There's just so many artists right now that are just killing it in the UK. Um, so mm. I'm excited for our, what's going on in the UK as well, because there's so much going on in the music scene at the moment. And it just feels like we're really tapping into Our potential right now as a country Mm. So I'm quite intrigued to see what happens With you know the US but also the UK As well like
1: I'm really Intrigued to see what happens so I agree I think The UK is in a really good space Right now and I think it's I think the space that I've always wanted to get for the, the light and visibility are doing it on their own terms. And, and, you know, shout out to people like George, Nux, you know, Can Be You, which is another rising one, Jeshi. I think, oh, there's there's like an incredible kind of thing happening where I think that the alternative world, and like for better or worse, you know, that, that those kind of... um those kind of terms like some people don't like him some people don't we spoke to Kadiara on the show who at the time you know didn't you know particularly like the term and stuff but i think honestly there's a huge moment happening with the rappers, and I think obviously I said this I think two weeks ago or something. Um, there's a producer I want to say it's pa- pronounced parallel, um, or pe- yeah, par- I hope it's parallel, but um, he just released his project called Forward, and like people like Sam Wise cassian fred wave kadeem kadeem tyrell's on it george all of that are on it and i just think that's the con he's a conduit in terms of being a producer who is bringing those worlds together you know the different sides of alternative rap and, and pop music and and all of that all the black artists who are just doing things you know outside of drill and i'm not pitting it against drill versus the world it's not that but just like outside of afro swing or drill or and and, and popularized black art forms already over here and just kind of bringing together that that community of of artists who are equally if not more talented um and i think community is going to build this kind of um side of uk um uk music to the forefront and to the top and everything and yeah i just really love that project forward if you want to hear some of the rising um uk musicians um in pop hip-hop um And alternative rap or whatever, quote unquote, um, then listen to Forward. And it's spelled Parallel P-R-A-L-L-E-L. Great project. And he hosts Club Nights as a DJ, which is great as well. He's really good. He's really good at DJ as well. But yeah, Eden's point, echo it completely. There's something happening over here. And I just can't wait to hear the communities of people who continue to rise and graft for their position but i recognize we've been listening we've been talking about music for nearly an hour oh, yeah. like what we've been listening to which is great like um i hope you guys enjoy everything we've listened to even since yeah. <laughs> um, or have something to say to us on on the dats pod account but um we have a few news items, to be honest with you As you guys have noticed this season We're more focused on, like, organic conversations But there was definitely some things we wanted to talk about this week Because I think, you know I think it's fair to address sometimes What has been happening in um, in popular culture And I think it's only right we address some of these topics Because I think, that, as a journalist I think there is an angle to talk about with... um as it pertains to journalism because (sighs) people are just messy. Now in this, I'm going to be fair because I think again, as someone who's gone through a bit of controversy, I know you guys know what I'm talking about, but we're going to move Mm -hmm. on. I don't want to highlight people who, um, I don't want to highlight like Twitter ads and all of that. I don't want to send abuse people's way basically, you know? Um, But, We'll refer to, like, a Twitter user or da-da-da-da-da. You can find the information if you want to find it, but I'm not going to do that. Mm. But the first topic is about, as you probably have guessed, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. Now, Rihanna just did a Vogue cover this week that went viral, as per usual, with Rihanna. um, And it was incredible. She obviously addressed her pregnancy, her career, all of that. The relationship seemed like it was on great terms. She loves ASAP, bigging him up as usual they've been in each other's life for a decade plus at this point so it was just yeah pretty good week pretty quiet week for them until and forgive me pronunciation um i know amina is obviously the first name amina mu -Mu muadi believe it is um but if i'm wrong please correct me to um anyone who's familiar with that surname and knows how it's pronounced um various outlets have done different pronunciations so i just didn't want to go with one of them um but yeah essentially a twitter user um that uh, re- yeah it originated on twitter then got circulated on instagram and tiktok as well as i said i'm not going to read it out but um this was circulated on friday i i at least got it on friday um and the twitter user had said something along the lines of the tweet is now deleted so you can't find it but um i had a screenshot And it was Rihanna and ASAP Rocky have have split. Rihanna broke up with him after she caught him cheating with shoe designer um, Amina Um, Muadi. And then it was followed by a long thread and series of kind of um, discussions um, about the messiness of the relationship, about, you know, Rihanna perhaps taking actions to formally step away and all, all, all of the above um, as as it pertained to them. This tweet um, had, before the point of deletion, had racked up around 5,000 retweets, 41.7k likes and 12.6k quote tweets wow. from all industries, um, including fashion, obviously, because that's where he, the person who did it, um who tweeted it was in the realm of fashion. So um yeah it, it circulated across the fashion universe and then it spilled into the mainstream um in areas such as like black Twitter, music Twitter, um all different silos and then obviously the blogs on Instagram, YouTube, etc. had then picked it up. Um this caused a frenzy on Friday, good Friday at that and um it essentially sent abuse to Amina's way, um, the shoe designer And, um, it obviously caused enough tension for her to speak out. Um, so this article is from Friday. So I thought it was Saturday that she responded, but clearly it's probably Friday. It was around 6 p.m. our time. Um, so, um, British summertime BST. Um, and she vehemently denied the claims, calling them vile. She wrote... Um, believe this was on Instagram I've always believed that an unfolded lie spread on social media doesn't deserve any response or clarification especially one that is so vile Um, I initially assumed that this fake gossip fabricated with such malicious intent would have been taken would not have been taken seriously however in the last 40 24 hours sorry so this actually story broke Thursday evening slash Friday morning sorry the time zones are making it a bit hard harder to follow but yes around the Thursday Friday mark Um, But she said, however, in the last 24 hours, I've been reminded that we live in a society that is so quick to spread on topics, regardless of factual basis and that nothing is off limits not even during what is supposed to be one of the most beautiful and celebrated times in one's life therefore i have to speak up as this is not only directed towards me but is related to people i have great amount of respect and affection for um while rihanna is continuing to live her serene best dressed pregnancy life she is in her fourth trimester might i add um but and i go back to business i wish everyone a beautiful easter weekend um and that was picked up by tmz Um, and a source close to both Rihanna and ASAP have doubled down on Amina's statement saying that the rumours are 100% false and 1 million percent not true. They are absolutely fine. So this was sent to TMZ, who then reported it live. Um, Yeah, so the designer who did tweet it then deleted the tweet, Um, and my bad, Rihanna is in her third trimester of her pregnancy and is expecting the baby in january so this is the news story um oh sorry since she was revealing that she was spe- expecting in january so she's fine but um yeah this is the news story caused a lot of different conversations about loads of different things to do with blog bl- uh, blog culture gossip culture um Uh, Rumours spreading um, ASAP and Rihanna of course Is the topic of conversations um, And more But I wanted to bring it to the kind of show Just to ask um, what you think about this Eden If anything at all
0: Well I think what we'll do Is we'll combine this with the Britney um, story as well Because my point is essentially um, Celebrity-ism And kind of The kind of change that I'm seeing happen Mm -hmm. a lot more now um on social media being a celebrity is something that you know connecting with a celebrity back in the day was like really new um before it was like a completely different world where you wouldn't even kind of be able to unless you kind of caught them on the road or like you were somewhere they were and like you asked for a picture or something along those lines but social media kind of blurred the kind of the space that a lot of celebrities had with you know everyday working people and as a result you can now tweet and message and kind of say things about celebrities and it gets a reaction all the above um so i'm glad that rihanna and asap rocky are in a place where they can address this and you know focus on the pregnancy because it is you know it's a while away but at the same time it's still fairly soon um and it, it's 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 something that she's going through Constantly, like with her body as it changes and adapts and all the above. Um, But it's more towards this content generation that we're in. This idea that, you know, likes and favorites and all of the above are worth more than kind of people in general. And, you know, I imagine if the story was true, for example, and the person who tweeted it kind of got praise for it, we'd be looking at it in a very different light. Whereas at the Mm. same time, you know, it's other people's business and this is kind of part of the issue we've had on DATS in the past when it's come to like reporting stories about people. Um, Although it may be entertainment for some people or gossip or an opportunity to look at someone and judge them and then feel better about ourselves, Mm. these are real people at the end of the day. And so... I'm not going to throw judgment and say the person who tweeted the thing is wrong because as a society, we do push the idea of getting the news out first and then celebrating the person who gets the news and making sure they get the love and praise and all the above. That is something we do as a society. So whilst I can look at the person and say I don't necessarily agree with what you've yeah, done... Yeah, they're
1: stepping away from Twitter. I forgot to add that to the story. They did do a statement where they apologised and said so they're, they're re-evaluating their relationship with social media and all of that. So yeah
0: well they apologize they've moved away and they're trying to figure out how they can use social media in a more healthier way the damage is done and at the same time rihanna and her camp are just trying to figure out how they can um necessarily heal from this situation what i will say is the way we engage with social media and the way we get excited about this type of news is, is it's, it's it's a bit odd to see to be honest and when you step back and you really see it it's a bit concerning the way we celebrate the downfall of other people's lives. And I say that to also bring in the Britney story as well. Um, So Britney Spears, just to kind of share this story, has announced that she's pregnant with her third child. And um, this is after kind of the reveal of the relationship she had with her father and the conservatorship and all the above. So she's also said in the past that she wants to keep her children away from the industry and also like the cameras and all the above but we're hearing about it in the news still. And I kind of wanted to, I was the one who suggested that we bring that to the podcast, The Britney Story. Um, But I kind of just wanted to use it as an example of, you know, when I was younger, me personally, fame was something that I thought was this glamorous thing. I thought it was this thing that, you know, People aspire to be like great singers, great like um, writers or great musicians or actors and all the above. And they get to go to these great places and live like lavish lives and all the above. But then as I aged and I started to look at what fame really is, I honestly, it looks disgusting in terms of the life you get to live as a result of being this person on a pedestal in society. Like Britney Spears has said she doesn't want the public to have anything to do with her kids. Yet, at the same time, there's all this talk about the fact that Britney Spears is pregnant. Michael Jackson had to put a blanket over his child's head. Like, if you think about it from that perspective, these people, because that's what they are at the end of the day, they live in this world where they are constantly chased. They are photog- like, photographers who are outside their door. Like, they have to sneak out to places. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes there are certain um, Celebrities who use that To fuel a career and I'm not going to say Anyone in particular or you know Any like five sisters that might Come up in your mind or anything along those lines Like (laughs) some random thing that just Came to mind but um, Some of them might use that and actually I I respect it you know I actually rate the fact that You've turned a negative into Something that works for you that is Very that's very smart to do But at the same time What I will say is Being on the opposite side of that, I can't imagine what it's like as a pregnant woman in both Britney and Rihanna's cases to kind of have to worry about what everyone else thinks about them and all the projections that come with that on like Rihanna and ASAP's relationship, for example, which is their own individual relationship. Um, And I also have to admit, by the way, I was like part of the people that was like, ah, oh, ASAP, no, you've ruined it for Barbados Boys FC and all, the abo- and all the above. I 100% said that and I will own that. But at the same time, when it comes to like the way people project onto their relationship for their own reasons, which may be justified, you know, ASAP <coughs> Rocky has said some things in the past and all the above. But what I'm saying is this is their relationship. This is something that they are doing together. They've decided to be in this relationship together. Mm-hmm. I am not necessarily comfortable with the way that we as a society or as people interact with celebrities. Mm. It just, it feels very off. It feels very kind of waiting to tear people down and I'm not entirely comfortable with that. Mm. Um, So I genuinely just hope that Rihanna, ASAP Rocky is okay. I hope that the person who tweeted it is in a place where they're able to learn from their mistakes, grow and develop into someone who kind of is a bit more, um, compassionate towards other people's feelings um, and it's a journey I will say that
1: yeah it is um,
0: but also I hope that um, you know Brittany is okay and that we kind of like review how we interact with celebrities and people on social media um, yeah it's a lot of kind of figuring out how to keep things private figuring out not being reactive um, being in tune with your emotions and mm. trying not to kind of, you know, we have an episode on the clout industrial complex and mm. kind of the importance of likes and retweets and all of the above. Letting all that go and just being you and engaging with what you can. Understand that society supports the other side of that. You know, I won't lie and say there are some industries where you won't get ahead when you have a certain amount of followers, a certain amount of likes, a certain amount of retweets. Yeah, that's
1: just the state of play.
0: That is just, that's the game right now but sometimes the game has consequences as a result of playing it and yeah that those are my thoughts
1: nick yeah um just to echo some of the points i think yeah how we react with um i literally i was in the cinema when i got this tweet like someone sent it to me the tweet the original tweet and i was like my first thought was honestly like is it this deep like even if it is true like like the sky is blue like you know i mean i was kind of just like uh like okay like let's just wait for this to develop first and okay like i'm gonna still watch my film like it's really not that serious but um and then i was just like why is this being believed like it's literally just a tweet we've never seen the person with rihanna or asap we've never seen like why is it being believed like it's just getting a bit weird here like I don't know and then yeah I just started to think about misinformation and how something that can be framed look the right way without a verification and not even about verification text let me not even talk about that but like without proper sourcing like or anything like that how something can just be believed like blanketedly believed and you know once the again like I hate to keep bringing it back but like as um as someone who's been pr- uh, a victim of misinformation like mm-hmm. seeing how that can literally just spiral and go into something and you literally not know the direction of what's happening and why it's happening and where the origin started and like all of that and having to process trace that it's a minefield so to even look at that situation i was like what is going on here like why aren't people just sitting back and waiting for confirmations and it's the thing Mm. this thing of it doesn't matter what app you're on whether you're on twitter tiktok instagram facebook literally reddit literally misinformation can um and does Canon does i really want to echo that it does happen because i've seen tweets like people say i use tiktok as my google and i'm like what like Mm -hmm. are you kidding me right now someone on tiktok (laughs) could tell you they're drinking vodka and it's water they could pretend Mm. to be drunk and it's water it's so easy to do like i've been at parties where people film instagram stories making it look one way and it really, as soon as you turn the camera off, it's another way, do you know what I mean? There is mm-hmm. misinformation in every silo of, we're at the highest form of misinformation because we are at the height of the internet. We are at the height of gaining money for doing very little. And that's absolutely fine because we live in a capitalist society. I'm not saying that we need to work hard to get money because I don't want to work hard. Like I don't aspire to work hard. But soft, um, soft li- honestly, like I do not aspire to be exploited, okay, for a coin. But what I am saying is that the fact that it is so easy in digital spaces to spread information and gain capital, clout, whatever it is you want and sought after, you can get that pretty much there's a there's a pretty much a toolkit to be honest with you and, and and there is a toolkit and there isn't a toolkit because anyone can go viral for any reason and leverage that at any time but there is a toolkit because if you follow a certain schism and formula and become controversial and say certain things and all of that you can gain virality i've seen it i've seen it on clout clout house literally clout house, clubhouse um i've seen it on clubhouse i've seen it on twitter i've seen it on instagram i've seen like We've all seen an example if we're active on these platforms. Um, So I say all this to say misinformation and seeing all of that, we are at the height of it. And it's so dangerous. It is so dangerous. And I want to just intersect that with the fact that I saw even a Tom Cruise deepfake video go viral yesterday and I was like, this paired with misinformation, oh, the 20s and 30s are going to be ugly. Oh, Mm -hmm. we are about to go through it with censorship, with some surveillance states, with people who don't like you making you look a certain way in a fake video. The fact that there's videos that can be edited in one way. And audio. And audio. And and now we are in in an age where they can literally frame your likeness. When you weren't Mm -hmm. even in a certain setting, oh, it's dangerous! It's it's dangerous! It's the Wild West. We are in the Wild West of social media right now, and a lot of people forget that social media is still very new. We are not in this elementary phase where we understand. We don't understand social media right now. We don't. We think we do. We don't because things have. Look at like
0: sixteen years or something. Literally,
1: like like something like that. Literally, look at um. Look at even the the evolution of NFTs on social media now. We don't even understand that, like, look, to, to the fullest extent. You know, some people do, but some people don't. And it's again, that's another Wild West as well. So I say all this to say, in this example of ASAP Rocky and Rihanna and the misinformation, that is the part that scared me. And that is the part that took my attention the most because of, obviously, prior experiences and being a journalist and all of that kind of stuff. I was like, damn, we really are in the era of, like... Currency following and framing equaling the facts rather than actual truth, process Mm -hmm. tracing, morals, ethics um, and sourcing, the correct sourcing and the correct clarification from the the direct parties at hand. And there's a lot of factors to do with that There's clout Industrial Complex Which Eden references, blog culture I'm not saying all bloggers are bad But I'm saying blog culture at large is very toxic right now I have advocated for the unfollowing Of all the shade related boroughs And this was years ago This was like two or three years ago Um, Because of the harm that they they do The TMZ cultures The Kardashians, I will name them They are a part of this ecosystem Um, And loads more people You know um so there's a there's a collective kind of moral part to play because we all play into it sensationalism we love entertainment and the entertainment factor before human beings and emotions and and all of that, and it, it has real life consequences. I I don't aspire to fame. I don't want fame. I've never wanted fame. Um, give me the money. Give me just like um um give give me the money. Give me the comfortability. Not even over exploit over exploitative levels of money, but just give me comfortability. That's all I want. But in terms of fame, it's dark. Hollywood looks dark to me. All of the the industry kind of related things are quite dark. Like in terms of the there was even something I was talking about this week, like with Eden stuff on Friday, like I went to a industry thing and and a big name was there, a big UK name. And just the the parlay, (laughs) I'm not going to name names, but like we're not going to, no, this isn't even shady. It's just a micro example of how these things, and I've seen so many examples of this, like the person will be in the room and as soon as people get people in the industry, people who work in the industry, like who I know have met this person like countless of times, will lord around them, like flies, flies on on fucking watermelons, like literally flies on watermelons and <laughs> flies flies on, on, watermelons. flies on peaches and <laughs> flies on kiwis and whatever, all those kind of nice fruits, like they will be there hovering he there's they're not going to change your life like you're not going to get money from this you're not going to get i don't know what it is you want like clout points like i don't know like clout points don't always translate to money like so i i just it, it it it's bizarre to me it's bizarre like obviously if j cole walked in a room i'd find an opportune moment just to say Loved your music. I'd ask him the questions about No Name as well. As a journalist, I would. I'd be like, hey, like, you know, da-da-da. But I'm not going to lord around them, following around them. For tw- like, I'll wait until the end of the night before I'm about to leave, say my little piece and walk out. Don't need to be doing da 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 Is that you, bro? Duh, 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 all this kind of stuff. Like, is that you? Only doing <laughs> is it as good you, as you. <laughs> like, da 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 you're that guy. Like, Instagram story, like, no need. Absolutely no need. Or Or girl, yeah. You know, no need for Instagram stories, no need for clout points, no need for all of that. It's scary to me, actually. But, so many points in one, but I'm just saying that misinformation is very scary and um, people just need to, like, critical thinking skills. They're in the drain. Please, can we bring that back? Like, I feel like everyone in school should have critical tra- get critical thinking training instead of, like, PSHCE, whatever they call it there, like, in, in this country. But... I just need people to think outside of fame and celebrity and becoming the next influencer, not critiquing the fact that influencers exist because, you know, if you can get some coin from doing a little advertisement, get your coin. But what I'm saying is like the illusions, the optical illusions, the factual illusions, all of that, that come with some of these ecosystems in today's climate, very toxic, very dangerous and very, they have consequences, man. Like they, we bought, we didn't even talk about Amina, like the abuse that it brought to her, like the shoe designer of, of, of a fake, fake news, essentially. I hate that term, but fake stories, fake reporting, fake gossip, like she faced abuse and she probably still is facing DMs. I know you cheated. I know you did that anyway. I know you made the statement. I know that they're, they're covering up for you. And now this person who the stylist, the designer, who put that callous rumor out, has left long-term ruminations for this girl. She's her her credibility for a short period of time might be questioned or, you know, did you really cheat? You met ASAP? How you met ASAP? Have you been, you know, all those on Easter weekend, all of those questions that are probably coming to her, she's probably scared to go outside. And if she's not scared to go outside, damn good because you should live your life, but she's probably still going to face those questions. Do you know what I mean? And it's like all off of lies. This could have been avoided. This could have been avoided, you know? And it's just like, even if it was the truth, not your business to tweet out, bro. Not your yeah. business to tweet out. Like, You know what it makes me think about?
0: Go on. Um, sorry to interrupt you, but it, it makes me think about... I've always found this weird, and maybe it's just because of the time. But do you remember when Tiger Woods cheated?
1: Oh, God. Do w- you know what you need to watch, Eden? Yeah. One of your Netflix shows today should be you can get it illegally forget it it's fine because it's in the us anyway but tiger um tiger woods documentary on hbo you need to watch that that. it is incredible it's like a two-parter like it's nah beautiful i'm gonna try find it for you i'll send it in group chat it is beautiful storytelling the ups the downs the gossip all of what we're talking about right now like it oh but HBO and documentaries, guys. Like honestly, that is another one. But yes, sorry, it reminds you of that situation. Gone. What it, do you know? What I found really weird about the situation, just looking at
0: it from like a meta perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a man? You know, was unfaithful in his relationship. Yeah, and that has yeah. consequences in his relationship, right? But he was doing like press conferences and yeah, talks, he was. and and I, I was just like, why are we so inner? Like. <laughs> You know, oh, it's, it's on like, Prime.
1: It's on Prime. It's on Prime you for like you know, tonight
0: J- Jamaicans, yeah, we joke about like veranda talk and like, you know, when, when there's beef and something's going on, you pretend you're sweeping up to listen to the gossip and all the stuff like that. And, oh, like, Lord, yes. Plenty of those. those. Of Plenty of those. But at the same time, why is a man, a human man doing a press conference <laughs> on cheating on his wife? Like, why... Why like why am I hearing on BBC and the latest news from Tiger Woods is like why am I it's a, a it was like a was 10 long.
1: day media sca- thing like no apparently. it was way longer than that it was no but like that. the intensity of it was for 10 days like in terms of like the first 10 days apparently I think it says it in the documentary like he like couldn't leave his house essentially like yeah. it was just like the paps because that was the era of pap culture as well it was just like yeah insanity yeah and it was just
0: yeah. That whole that whole situation just made me kind of feel like, you know, why do we care? Like why do we care so much?
1: Okay, he cheated, like half the world, like, I'm not saying it's right. To <laughs> half, half the world. No, listen, some <laughs> Christmas parties. Okay, I've seen it all. So listen, like yeah. why is it one just cause he what won how many golf titles or whatever, like okay. But like
0: even just, just to put it simply, and I mean this simply why are we so inner? Like, why are we so inner? And for anyone who doesn't know what that means, who's maybe not West Indian, why are we so in people's business?
1: But it's what you it goes back to what you said before. People literally just want to feel better about their own life. And then this goes back to the fact that this capitalist system is killing us. We can't prioritise joy. And if we were able to prioritise joy, we would not be so inner. Yeah. If our lives looked better we would not be so inner.
0: Yeah. But also at the same time, we have to admit we are hypocrites talking about this right now. Cause our podcast in the past, we've spoken about loads of things across the board and all the above, but I'm even questioning myself as well. No,
1: but we have, we have, why are
0: we, why are we, why do we care? Why are we so inner? And maybe that's why like in the last year or so, like at least we've had the conversation on the podcast. Like why do we have the new section where we talk about, All of these depressing conversations Mm
1: -hmm. When we could
0: be like Shining a light on someone for doing something Great like there is a time and a place For having those conversations and you know it's important Sometimes but Lately I've just personally I've just been looking at a lot of news Conversations and I'm just like bro Why are we so Inner why are we so It's true like sometimes I like (laughs) Sometimes just stay at yard Like just stay at yard, read a book, and just like chill.
1: No, seriously. When my friend sent me that Rihanna thing, I was like, "Why is he even sending it to me?" Like, like, honestly, like my first thought was like, "Okay, like if they broke up tomorrow, the sky is fucking blue." Like, who cares? (laughs) Like, honestly, I'm here to watch a film. Like, I don't care what people are talking about. Like it like i really just don't understand yep. like it just doesn't but to be honest there have been some topics where like the tory and megan thing like obviously i had they've i had comments obviously in support of megan and stuff yep. so maybe you know there is a hypocritical point of view but we have had conversations about this podcast i was like i don't want to be known as a shaper because no we're not doing that yeah. like that's not our brand and that's not what's going on and Half of the time, me, Eden and Shope have respectively said about certain topics, we just don't care. Yeah. Like, actually, we don't care. Even though we're covering this, we actually don't give a shit. But we wanted to cover this topic, <clears throat> not from the gossip angle, but from a crit- critical angle and from a, like I even said, why don't we just stay in our yard? Why don't we mind our business? Why don't we eat our aki, you know, or whatever it is, aki, saltfish, a whatever you want to do and chill. Yeah. And focus on the good stuff that's happening in your life or the things that you need to work on as well, yeah. like respectively, just yeah. all of it's that. Also, it's
0: but... also a self-criticism self-crit- as well. I'm a hundred percent aware that, you know, mm, It, is, it is. I've been part of conversations or I've been intrigued or I've listened to like gossip about celebrities, about like, uh, the red table talks and all of the kind of conversations. <laughs> oh God,
1: fam. Like not Will Smith. I've a
0: hundred percent been there. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm mm. even any better for it. This is just me trying to look at it from a different perspective and just be like, why are we so inner? Like, it, it genuinely don't yeah. have to be like that. But yeah,
1: yeah, cool. Even even really quickly, like about Britney, like I feel like since the conservatorship, conservatorship ended, people, news and non-news, have a very... Weird relationship with Britney Spears, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, I think it's what do you mean by that? She's all, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm just trying to find the words. I think basically the media are just on her, Mm. so it's mind their business on them. And (sighs) what's the word? It's almost like fetishization, almost adjacent. Like, there's just this weird, what's her next move? Where is she? Like, all of this kind of and it's like, she's actively said the harm that the media has done to her, like and you guys still just pounce and hound and pat and ask and poke the lion and I'm like if she died tomorrow that is on your hands bro like obviously it could be other things but the media has such a big part to play and then the fans I'm sorry like I love the fans like you guys actually got this to the popular light and we spoke about this before and we've covered Britney so shout out to you but some of the some of these people yeah like i-hard britney fans like demanding new music demanding that i'm just like the girl has been in a concert do you know what that feels like mm. you can't go to the bank yeah. bro you can't go and get food i can't go and get roti without asking someone <laughs> like what the, what the fuck is this like <laughs> i'm not laughing I would at go insane. i'm laughing at them. no 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 i know it's the roti example like i would sometimes we have to laugh but sometimes yeah like the loss of phot- i can't eat chickpea roti i can't eat china roti I can't eat chowder rape with potato. I can't eat that. Like, what? I, like, I will I will dash whatever I need to dash at you. You better fucking open that bank account. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> literally, because, nah, but honestly, taking it too seriously, like, Britney has been through it. She's been a prisoner yeah. in some circumstances. Like, you can define that as being solitary confinement. Like, all of this shit. Like, she has, she couldn't go on a holiday. Yep. Like, what? She had to perform tours that she didn't. Nah, fuck you, bruv. Like, it's honestly fuck you on site. Like, it's actually on site. But um, for real, you guys demanding her to then another album, another... Like, no. If Britney doesn't... If Britney does not release again in life, great. Mm-hmm. Better for her. Like, it's great. If she does decide to release, great on her as well. But stop demanding things from the girl. You've got the old albums. Play them on loop and shut the fuck up and give her her space that's what it is when it's if it's media fans whoever it is i know you miss her we all miss her she was a beautiful spirit in pop she's done so much you know but she's been imprisoned yeah all right let's just give people time it's trauma lifelong trauma this girl probably has social anxiety all types of anxiety or whatever because of the sheer fact of not being able to move, being mentally psycho, psycho basically abused Mm. by her own father. And then her sister goes and releases a fucking book, exploiting the situation. Nah. But who can she trust? Who could she trust at this point? Like there's so many issues. So I just wanted to put that point out about Brittany because we discussed the pregnancy and good on her for not wanting her kids to touch famous. Look what it's done to her. It's burnt her. Obviously, you know, on a wealth point of view, she's got money for a lifetime or whatever, but she wasn't even able to access some of that for 10, however many years. Like, it's been a long time with her and she's gone through so much. So it's like, we need to just respect. It's go back to how Eden started this segment, basically. These people are humans, yeah. first and foremost. But also... Less puts oh, some respect you there. You, sorry. sorry, go on, Eden. No, I was, was no, going no, no, to say,
0: um, Cole Sprouse, so, you know, the one of the twins from... Yeah, yeah yeah, deck yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends, child star... He recently yeah. said that fame is a form of trauma and, you know, we just, I feel like a lot of the time we look at child stars and we look at the likes of, let me just try and think. So Britney Spears is an example. Michael Jackson is an example. Um, Colin Dylan Sprouse. Um, mm-hmm. um, Macaulay, uh, Macaulay Culkin? um what's, Is that his name? Macaulay Cokin? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, we look at them and we think, you know, they've lost their mind or they're ill or something's going on with them. but. Generally, genuinely, if we look at the environments they grow up in and how there is this kind of demand for them to continuously produce shows, be on tour, or even just operate in an industry that has been proven to have its own issues to do with children. Like, Fun. it's it's a lot. And, like, kind of growing up in that environment. Like, the way that Hollywood navigates around laws as well is really interesting because um, Cole Strauss yeah. was talking about the fact that um, you know, the industry looks for twins usually when it comes to children st- ch- like child stars because, you know, you, you can only work a certain amount of hours as a child when you're a- an actor, for example. So the studios get around it by hiring twins so that one twin can work a certain amount of hours and then the other one jumps on for the rest of the hours and they can shoot across. And I just find yeah. that really interesting the way it navigates around Mm. children obviously you gotta create realistic tv shows and stuff like that but at the same time it's just really interesting to see the way these children are introduced to the industry and the way they kind of like i just find it really interesting but
1: extreme work at such a young age like it's yeah it's insane it's insane it's insane but saying all of that
0: we'll just end it on that note and say that you know the rihanna situation the Britney Spears situation and kind of just fame in general and social media usage in 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 itself is something that we should all kind of look at how we're using it. Um, like I said, I'll admit to the fact that I haven't always used social media in the best way. Like there have been ways that I could have changed the way I engage with social media or kind of even, um, you know, engaged with it in a more healthier type of way. Um, but I've learned those lessons and I've kind of tried to move to a new way of engaging with the world that doesn't necessarily engage use social media. Um, And in the Rihanna situation, it's a very similar situation where I imagine, and I hope that the person who said those things about um, ASAP Rocky, Amina, and Rihanna realizes the ramifications of their actions, is able to step away now and really change how they engage with Twitter or um, whatever social media platform they're using. But as Nick said, Um, In the conversation about Kind of um, Poverty and um, growing up In like the hood and stuff like that It all starts at the root when it comes To the issues that we face In society Like when it comes to why people do the things that they Do with regards to spreading um, News about celebrities and um, Trying to be the first person to crack The scoop and all the above It all starts from the attention That it receives and why people Engage with those types of stories I mean, we even had Lewis York on two years ago. Yeah, no, three years. It must be three years now. That must have been 2019. Yeah, um, we had them on a while ago, and they were telling us the story about how um, Christina Aguilera um, suffered as a result of and allegedly. Yep. Oh yeah, allegedly. That's the name allegedly. about. Just gonna say allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, say it for the legal case. Allegedly. <laughs> Let me say that one more time. Uh, allegedly. 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 Disclaimer. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> just in case because you know life can get long you gotta listen
1: listen especially with the reality situation i'm intrigued what that person's going through but anyway allegedly actually i'm gonna
0: delete i'm not gonna put a person's name in um but
1: (laughs) yeah just say redacted, redacted yeah redacted
0: said something about a certain artist um we can see the ramifications of those actions so i just hope that everyone's learned a lesson in this more so the person who tweeted it and that Rihanna and ASAP mm-hmm. are okay. The baby is okay. But at the same time, the point I'm proving is none of that is my business. None of it. <laughs> like <laughs> none of it. Like.
1: I'm so tired. What
0: I, What we need to do is instead of being inner, we need to be outer. So let's be mm. let's be outer in this situation because it's enough now. And I think that's where we'll end this conversation and this episode, unless Nick had anything to add towards the end.
1: Nah all good I think yeah we've had a really good episode on fame and everything and I think it was needed I think a reset was needed just to talk about it because even we've had a conversation prior to this season about how we're going to cover stories going forward and all of that kind of stuff so I think it's good to deliver it in a way that felt authentic mm. and just let us, let you guys know that we've all kind of grown mm. as well as people I think you know even when I think back about how we covered like <laughs> the shoe incident, you know, with Nikki and Carney and stuff, and oh, it's just yeah, like yeah. even I think we were still mature then, to be fair, and we still, and it's not even about. Sometimes we have immature moments, is fine, but like even the way we covered that, I think was still respectful. But I think even some of those taking it step by, I was really going in mm. like step by step, and then this, ha- and then I was just like it's enough sometimes it's actually enough like it's really not that deep it's not i'm gonna leave it to the blog youtube channels and stuff that's your bag. it's not mine and i think and we yeah yeah. sorry to interrupt but I, i think we're at a point now
0: where all three of us are just like you know what if it's the trending topic we know it will get more listens if we talk about it but also At least from my experience, I don't want to speak for you, Nick. I just don't feel good in myself talking about some of these topics that are popular. So um, maybe it's just to let listeners know if you're expecting some topics to come from us, we may not cover it. And the reason reason that happens (laughs) is because we have to protect our own levels of comfortability and um, Mm. sanity. Um, and that might mean that we won't get the hundreds of thousands of views <laughs> that, you know, is out there at the moment to be get, to be, like, received. But, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. Like, we have to do what's best for all three of us on here to make sure that the show I agree. operates in a way that is healthy for all of us. Um, but we'll end it there. Nick, did you have anything you wanted to add just before we move on?
1: No, I just hope you guys enjoy, if you're in the UK, the upcoming back holiday weekend. And... All of that And just protect your peace And mental sanity Drink water It's getting hot Drink your water And um, Yeah I'll be back With Sid Maybe I'll like it Maybe I'll not Next week (laughs) But um, I'm intrigued now I'm going to play it today Because based on what Eden said So I'm I'm just really curious But Have great weeks And We will be back next week With a brand new map Yep Cool So guys As always Feel free to like
0: the episode um, Spread it in any way That you're listening to it Share it on social media Use the hashtag D A T S P O D. I've seen you guys have sent love to Shopee for his birthday already, but just continue to send love to Shopee because Shopee is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for listening to the episode. We hope you enjoy the rest of your week and we'll say peace for now. Peace.